Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe joins us as always at this time on a Friday. What's the weather like statesides at the minute? It's actually a little milder here compared to Ireland, believe it or not. There is snow on the ground, but none in the air. So George isn't going to freeze to death when he's at the inauguration. Uh, is it Monday? Yeah, it's Monday. Okay. It would George take an awful lot to kill George. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, he'll be live uh, from that inauguration on the right hook on Monday. Kevin, uh, we played a little bit of what Lance Armstrong was saying mm-hmm. there. Um, how's the interview gone down in America? Well, first of all, it, he actually was telling things that everybody kind of knew the answer to. So I think it, it, as news goes, I don't think it's giant news. It's more the whole, it's been hyped more about the it's it's been great publicity for Oprah and you know that was last night was just the first part of it the tonight is the second part I can safely assume this is the only time I will watch the Oprah Winfrey Network two days in a row <laughs> uh, but I think Oprah's handling of it was she clearly did a lot of research on it but from where I sat Jonathan in in a lot of these interviews it's not the initial question it's the follow up question. And I just felt that she kind of left things hanging in the air quite often. There's no doubt he admitted he was a cheat. He admitted he was a bully. Uh, there were no apologies for any individuals. Uh, there were no questions to t- talking about whether, in fact, he defrauded people of millions of dollars, including the United States Postal Service cycling team. Um, so it, it, it was, to me, it was, it was very, very overhyped given what we got in the end. I think tonight's isn't going to be up to much either. It's all about his personal life tonight and, 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 and the very important battle he fought with cancer. But, of right. course, everything else that has surrounded uh, this doping scandal detracting from that, uh, you're not going to sit through the entire hour and a half this evening, are you? Right. No, well, I think I might have to, to be honest, just for, for work reasons. But I, I think we talked about this when it broke, Jonathan. There really is a distinction between what's going on in America and what's going on in Europe and, and, and much of the, the rest of the world. Cycling is just not a big sport here. Lance Armstrong is a celebrity and is seen as an anti, a can, you know, a cancer campaigner. That's what he's seen as in America. I think the cycling is very secondary for most Americans because it's just not a popular sport. But will he be that, known as a cheat, Kevin? Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I, but see, this is why this is coming. I think this is falling. It, it, it's so overhyped. He's saying something that most Americans have already come to, to accept that he did cheat throughout that period. And I think the one thing that, that, that stuck out as I watched it last night is, is he's still saying that, yeah, I cheated, but it was a level, you know, it was, all I did was get on a level playing field. Basically, everybody else was cheating. I didn't do anything that everybody else was doing. And that comes through. The other thing that comes through is, boy, he really looks good. <laughs> so for a guy that his life has been ruined, uh, he's in great shape. Uh, he looks, he does not look like he's been having sleepless nights. He looks mm. very good. Okay, well, and I think Oprah is going to come out of it quite well as well, as you said. Her oh, absolutely. Is carrying he's the winner in all this. Um, let's talk about Notre Dame, because this <laughs> sports controversy came, uh, as the saying goes, out of left field. Right. Uh, I, don't, I assume, well, Matt, he, he, he did play in Ireland, so I guess he's been there. I don't know. He, obviously, he, he might have been t- talking to the girlfriend back home at the time, but I don't know how much attention this has got over there, Jonathan. It hasn't got a huge amount, so talk us through yeah. Manti Teo and who he is and what happened. Well, Manti Teo is one of the best collegiate football players here in America. He will be drafted for the NFL in the coming months. He will make millions of dollars, but he won't make quite as much as he was going to make because the sort of feel-good story that embraced him this past year has been shown to be a hoax. 
he made a great uh, point of, of of saying that he played through his pain and that his mother, his grandmother and his girlfriend died on the same day in September. And he sort of became America's darling because he is a, he, he's a he's a Mormon kid. He's a he's he's a handsome kid. He's got a lot of personality and he's a terrific football player. But frankly, that story about his girlfriend and, and grandmother dying on the same day elevated him sort of to a pop culture figure here in America. As it and would so that, do, because it's pretty pretty bad to lose your grandmother and your girlfriend on the same day. But the truth has now outed. There was a grandmother. Yeah, unlike Stephen Ireland, there really was a grandmother here. But un- uh, unlike anything else, the, the girlfriend was totally made up. She was virtual. She didn't exist. He never saw her. Uh, it's unclear how much of a hoax this was, whether in fact anyone had really contacted him. Uh, the the most cynical view of this is he was ginning up his chances to win the Heisman Trophy, which is the award for the best collegiate player in America every year. And if you do win that award, you get millions of dollars of endorsements. It dries up the price of your initial contract with your professional team. It's probably worth anywhere from ten to fifteen million dollars. So it's it's something that it, obviously everybody's very cynical. I talked to a colleague at the Boston Globe yesterday, Amali Benjamin, who actually interviewed him in November, in which he repeated this story, and she said she was in tears almost that he was that convincing. And the other thing that came out today, he he he, he noted that he found out on December sixth that it was a hoax. And there are two televised interviews after that in which he still continues to go on about how he how he misses his girlfriend. Hang on, hang on, hang on. How come the American media fell for this? Did nobody ask the question or did nobody work out or someone close to him not realize that this wasn't a real girlfriend? I think that's where the story has gone. The, the interesting thing is the story was broken by a website called Deadspin, which isn't really noted for its journalistic ethics or behavior, and yet I think that's where the story is going now. This is just one troubled kid or whatever you want to say. The bigger story is how everybody in the American media could just pursue this story nonstop and never ask for a photograph of her, never ask to go interview her family, none of that. And part of it is that it was in Hawaii, and, and uh, you know, obviously that's... The they don't have the Internet in Hawaii? They do have the internet, but I'm saying in terms of somebody from the Los Angeles Times, the New York Times, or the Boston Globe, getting on a plane to go find this poor girl's family, I guess it just wasn't there. Uh, they didn't want to spend the money or whatever. But uh, I think that's one of the, the explanations, but I also think it's just more of, of, of gullible press. And, and frankly, Jonathan, in, in America, the sports press is not nearly as aggressive as this, what you would call the general news press, whether it would be political or just okay. general news. There's, there's a different attitude. It's, it's more, it, you know, critics are, would call them jock sniffers, uh, but it <laughs> is a different... It is a different That means uh, something very different over here, but I'll have to leave it at that point. Kevin Cullen, columnist with the Boston Globe, thanks for talking to us. Thank you, sir.